This is the Michael Wall Show. Michael is a speaker, author, and president of Wall Private Wealth. His passion is to help families live on purpose and live with purpose. And now, here's Michael Wall. Well, here we go again. Thanks for dialing in to another week of the Michael Wall Show. Each and every week, sharing great thought, insight, information, financial, personal, you know, all kind of stuff, Randy, to help people really get their life on track. As we know, Randy Cook there, if you hear me say, hey, Randy, that I'm talking, I'm not talking to a general Randy out there. I'm talking about Randy Cook. He's joining us uh, live in studio and uh, sharing some thought and comment, bringing some ideas, does some research for us, helps us with the show. And Randy, I know uh, you got some great thoughts this week, too. I'm excited. I am. We've got some interesting things to talk about today. There's some deadlines, some dates that are coming up very soon that we want to make sure that some of our listeners know about because they become very, very important financially. Um, and they're a little different than the dates that you take uh, your your uh, girlfriend and wife on initially. Very much so. Very much so. Very <laughs> we'll much talk so. about that. We've got By s- the way, what he, what he is discussing there, alimony is going to be changing, ding, 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 next year. Wow. So uh, those of you that are divorcing or divorced uh we're gonna talk about maybe there's a better option maybe you should stay together huh let's talk about what does that look like and 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 find a common ground we're also going to talk about stocks selling off you know randy this has been a topsy-turvy time in the markets Mm -hmm. and uh, the question continually is will this market continue to sell or in layman terms will the market continue to be go down it's on a downward trend a little bit is it that going to continue what's going to happen and an interesting topic that that we're going to discuss is billionaires. And Randy, I know you did a little research. Twenty two hundred billionaires in the world. Yeah, the new Forbes list is out. So we're not going to go through all twenty two hundred, but we do have the top, and uh, we'll talk a little bit about that. And they do have something very interesting in common. So that'll yeah. be coming up a little bit later on. Yeah, not going to want to miss that because at the end of the day, sixty seven percent have all something in common. Probably to you out there that are working hard, business owners. Uh, or just trying to figure out where you want to go in life, but you're entrepreneurial and based. We're going to discuss that so you can improve your life there and understand what's going on. And initially, I want to talk about progress, and that's going to be the motivational segment today. But before we jump into that, let me just say thank you, thank you uh, to all of you who are listening via podcast, via radio. I know a lot of you are listening on radio, many, many of you listening via podcast all over the world. And you subscribe, you've dialed in, whether it be on iTunes or Stitcher or SoundCloud or any other podcast mechanism that you have. By the way, many of you are responding via Facebook as well. Facebook, uh, just search Michael Wall Show on Facebook and you'll catch us and stay up to date with some of the things we're doing there. But I want to jump in and start talking about progress because progress happens on purpose. And if you've listened to this show for some time, you know each and every segment, the first segment is motivational. Uh, by the way, if you're the first-time listener, let me give you a quick overview. I typically, every segment, I'm doing motivation, the first segment. And then we talk about relevant financial topics, information, that are just uh, uh, things that are happening out there to help you be more in tuned with what's going on, whether it be economically, uh, from a government perspective, but finances in general to help you live well, live better, invest better, be wiser in what you're doing. And we also oftentimes we'll have guests on. You know, it's been a little while now, Randy, but we've had guests like Sammy Hagar and Vince Gill and Sean Hannity and Carrie Underwood. And, you know, the list goes on and on. I loved uh, interviewing Chicago at the House of Blues in New Orleans. So all kind of guests from diverse backgrounds that have seen really, really neat things. We just want to share their story. So I want to jump in and talk about progress because it happens on purpose. 
And, you know, really, when you think about it, the opposite happens without purpose. <laughs> you know, if you're lazy and you're in a place where each and every day you wake up and you are as Zig Ziglar, I remember you used to listen to him, he always said, there's too many people out there that are wondering generalities. Think about that for a minute. How many of you have ever played a pinball machine? So you're there, you're playing pinball, and you got these bumpers. I know, Randy, you got a pinball machine probably right in front of you now, right? <laughs> I don't want to say what I'm doing while you're doing this show. I am glued in here, Michael. Come on now. <laughs> okay. Come on, I am dialed in, as you say. It's hitting the bumpers. It's ding, 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 ding. Yeah, I, I hear what's going on back there. But, you know, you know, we're playing a pinball machine. If you've ever done that in your childhood years or even as you're older or whatever, you know that, you know, once you launch the ball, you pull If you remember, you got that little kind of thing on the right side that – you know, that pushes it. I don't know what it's called, but you pull it back. It's on a spring and boom, it hits the ball, goes up and around, comes down and bounces off a bumper and a bumper and a bumper. And of course you have your paddles on the bottom, you know, one, one right, one left to kind of push that ball back up. But as the ball is dropping down, is there really any movement or direction or anything? A lot of times you can do to move that ball. And the answer is not really, it's just randomly bouncing from bumper to bumper. And so when you take a look at our life, a lot of times that's how people live. They're just bouncing from issue to issue or job to job or, my, you know, thought to thought and not really being purposeful in their life. They're, as I said earlier, a wondering generality. They're just generally wandering around with real, really no purpose. So my question to you as you're listening to this motivational segment is, are you interested in progress? Do you want to progress in your life? That might be just generally in your life. It might be in your family life. You know, maybe you want to improve your marriage. Uh, maybe you want to improve your relationship with your children. Maybe you want to improve your relationship with your friends. How about your spiritual life? Where are you there? What are you doing to step back and dial into truth? You know, understanding the, the reality of God in, in, in this world and, and, and how you connect. Jeremiah 29, 11, I say it a lot, but for I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. There's a specific purpose for your life. See, when you find out there's a purpose for you, when someone finds out there's an actual purpose, oftentimes they move towards it. It gives them more motivation. That's important. How about your health? What are you doing with your health? Are you still eating cheeseburgers every day? Or are you trying to eat healthier? Are you trying to get in a gym and be like Randy and run 15 miles every morning? <laughs> I know, Randy. It's not 15 miles anymore. Not anymore. But, but you're in a place where what are you doing to purposely move your life forward and make progress? And there's an interesting thought here that I want you to catch. And again, if you're listening to this in your car and you can't make notes, I'm going to challenge you to make sure you remember MichaelWallShow.com. Go back and subscribe to the show on a podcast so that way you can make some notes and really dial this back in. If you're listening to this via podcast, uh, get a pen out, get a piece of paper out, or get your little notepad out on your phone and make some notes here because there's two ways to do nothing. Did you know that? <laughs> there's actually two ways to do nothing. Now, that's interesting. And well, here's the first way. The first way to do nothing is to do nothing. Now, you say, well, that doesn't make any sense. Well, sure it does. One way to do nothing is just to not do anything. The second way to do nothing is to try and do everything. You ever experienced that? Where you're in life and you're in a place where you're like, oh, man, you know, I got all these ideas. I'm so excited. You know, I could do, I think I'm going to do this and 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 I'm going to do this. It's almost like the New Year's resolution or, as I say, the New Year's confession. I confess I got to lose weight. I confess 
I got to eat better. I confess, I got to, you know, love my wife more. I got to love my husband more. I got to love my kids more. I got to spend time with friends more. I got to be more purposeful in my life. And then all of a sudden, two, three weeks later, what happened to that New Year's confession? Well, the train has left the station and and you're still standing there with your suitcase. (laughs) You missed it because you weren't consistent. The reason was people try, we try. I know I've done it in my life. Well, you try and do too much. You try and do everything. You try and do all these things and you end up doing nothing. So when we look at life, when we look at progress, I'm going to challenge you to think of your life, get a sheet of paper, a blank sheet, and I want to challenge you to think about one or two pressing ideas that are in your mind that you want to improve. Maybe it's your family. Maybe it's your health. Maybe it's your, uh, you know, being more fiscally responsible with your money. Instead of just going out here and there and spending here and there, you're being more fiscally responsible. Maybe it's uh, you're, you're on the other side of the spectrum. You know, we work with a lot of folks. If you did not know, on the Wall Private Wealth side, it's a private wealth firm that working with higher net worth clientele. Our minimum there is a million, and then we have a private wealth division of $25 million and so on. And a lot of times they're in a place where they want to get those folks that we work with want to get more specific in maximizing their wealth from a philanthropy uh, perspective. How can I give more to charity? How can I make more of an impact and yet still maximize my life and make sure I can live the way I want to live? So there's a lot of different ways that we can make progress. So I'm going to challenge you then, get that sheet of paper, blank sheet, and write one or two things, preferably just one. But one or two things, write it down on the paper that you want to improve. And you may not know right away the ways you want to improve, but you may. But as you, as you look at that, think of the ways that you can improve that on your life. Maybe part of it's getting a coach in life. You know, if you, if you want to improve how you're managing your money and, and you're a little bit concerned about markets, we talked about that. We're going to talk about it later. When you want to dial into that, listen in, tune in, make sure you catch that segment as we talk later. But maybe you need a coach. Maybe you need a different coach if you want a different result. Maybe you need a health coach. Maybe you need a physical coach. I don't know how often I've known that I should go to the gym, but unfortunately, it's, it can be challenging. Life gets busy. You do other things. And really what happens is, is we schedule and prioritize and do what's important to us. Have you ever noticed in your life that if something's come out, you know, whether it's a new iPhone or an iPad or, you know, this trip that you wanted to take or, you know, a new car or a property, depending on your level of stage of wealth, you'll find the wealth. You'll find the assets. You'll find the money to buy what you want to buy and do what you want to do. You know, somebody's, oh, you know, I don't have enough money to spend on this. Oh, I don't have enough money to spend on that. I remember seeing that when I'm coaching uh, younger people kind of help and improve their life. You know, we've been in business now 17 years, very blessed in a lot of ways. And as I look back and try and reach back and add value to the folks that are coming behind us, they're in a place where they're saying, well, you know, I I wanted to do this. I wanted to do that, but I can't. I'm like, wait a minute. You got an Apple Watch on your wrist. You got a new iPad that you just brought in. You got a brand new iPhone X because you had to have it. Uh, you got a new car. You're going out to eat several times a week. What are you talking about you don't have the money? You do have the money. You've just decided to spend the money on things that are fleeting and not in your own future because you're not interested in delayed gratification. That's how true success is born, and that's why as we work with wealthier clients, that's one of the things that they'll tell you is a seed of consistency. You must be okay with delayed gratification. So go back to getting that white sheet of paper out, jot one or two things down, 
and then expound upon how you can improve those areas. So as an example, let's say you want to be more focused on your health, right? So put that on there. Get get more in shape or whatever it may be. And then from there, list down, if you can see on that sheet of paper, under that, get healthier, list eat better as one thing you can do. More salads, be specific. Less cheeseburgers, less pizza. Oh, I love pizza. You know, whatever it is, and then what you do is you put there so it's right in front of you. Put it on your mirror and check the box when you start to get more consistent in that so you can see progress, and it's in front of you. But in every part of life, whether it's your wealth, whether it's your health, whether it's your family, progress happens on purpose. So don't try and do everything because that's one way to do nothing. And don't do nothing. That's another way to do nothing. But actually take some actionable steps. And one way to do that is with that white sheet of paper where you can clearly write down in a simple format and eliminate the sensory overload that we struggle with in our culture today with devices and technology and just real clear, simple, one sheet, write down what you want to do and then act on that. Then when you start to master that, then you can look to act on something else. So that's my motivational segment today, challenging you to make progress in your life, your business life, your spiritual life, your financial life, your health life, every part of your life to be a better you, a better version of you and add value in a way to the society that you couldn't have without making the progress that you need to make. So that's the motivational segment. Hope you gain something and don't just listen, apply. Remember, knowledge is great applications better. And I know, Randy, you love to apply and improve in life as well. So that's what I love about you. Always trying, Michael. Always trying. You're listening to The Michael Wall Show, and you can find us online as well at michaelwallshow.com. Hey, folks. It's Michael Wall here. Just wanted to share a quick thought on how you can make a huge impact on someone else's life. As an active member of Christ Fellowship, I've had the opportunity to interact with a variety of top-notch charities. And it can be challenging sometimes to know where to get involved, either with your time, financially, or both, and then to be sure that your gifts and donations are really making a change. So I wanted to share with you an organization that has recently been ranked number one by Charity Navigator and is dramatically improving the lives of young people, Place of Hope. Place of Hope has been doing just what its name says, giving hope to young people since the mid-90s. I want to encourage you to visit placeofhope.com Again, that's placeofhope.com to learn more and to see how you can help the cause of improving our nation one child at a time. Welcome back to the Michael Wall Show. Michael has appeared on several national media outlets like Fox Business, Bloomberg, and CNBC. Now, back to the show. Uh, Make sure you look around a little bit there. You can find out about Michael's book, Retire Once, Retire Well. See Michael on Fox Business, CNBC, Bloomberg, Smart Money, USA Today. There's all sorts of things to cruise around and find out about on the website. All right, Michael, the Forbes list of billionaires is out, and the folks over at CBS have a report for us. Didn't know there was 22 billionaires. Hundred billionaires in the world. At number five is Facebook's Mark Zuckerberg with an estimated $71 billion. Number four is luxury goods chief Bernard Arnault and his family. They're worth $72 billion. And investor Warren Buffett is third. He's worth $84 billion. Microsoft co-founder Bill Gates drops one spot from last year to number two with $90 billion. And at number one for the first time is Amazon founder and CEO Jeff Bezos. He is the first centibillionaire on the list. 
invest with $112 billion. I don't think there's a whole lot of surprise. The list, the, the name's right at the top of that list, Michael. I know that we've all heard. But here's the interesting point. 67% of the billionaires on that list are all self made only 33 percent of them inherited all their money most of them have built a business and they've built it into something big so they're on that list kind of interesting michael no it's a it's a very interesting point and you know what's interesting to me is uh jeff obviously with amazon i, w- I was researching this uh, a little while back and and it's intriguing you know everybody heard, has heard the name donald trump by now it's a, it's, it's a new name you probably <laughs> haven't heard it before <laughs> kidding of course but you know what's interesting is jeff bezos's net worth his his rounding error is is a little over five billion. Mm-hmm. So Trump, you know, you see the Trump organization, all they're doing, his entire net worth actually fits inside of Jeff Bezos's rounding error. <laughs> Just to kind of give you an idea of the the level of of wealth yeah. <laughs> that Jeff has. Now, you know, obviously a lot of that's related to stock price and that sort of thing. That's why the value can go up and down so quick. But it's interesting to me, and you brought out the point that is quite interesting. And quite honestly, encouraging to those of you that are listening out there, you say, man, you know, I don't know, how can I ever achieve that? What does that look like? Well, you know, when you think about Mark Zuckerberg, you know, think about him back in the day in high school, uh, et cetera. You know, he had an idea. Now, obviously, there's a movie out there, you know, talking about whether he stole the idea or not or whatever. But the bottom line is, you know, he moved forward with it. He positioned it well. And he's he's very young. He's he's killed it in a lot of ways. Took an idea that never existed. Facebook was never around. And, and now, you know, it's obviously used by the masses. Over 2 billion people in the world, somewhere around there, are subscribing to Facebook each and every day and willingly putting on their content and information. But the point you made is 67% of these billionaires uh, are self-made. Now, that's encouraging when you think about that. You know, there's a lot of people out there that have said, oh, you know, today's society, today's economy. There's so many things out there. Things are so challenging. It's so tough. You can't make money like you'd be able to used to, you know, used to in the past. Uh, and, and you know what? That is true to some degree. You can't make money like you used to in the past. And when I say you can't make money like you used to in the past, I'm not talking about you can't make money. I'm saying you can't make money the same way. I mean, look at Uber. Who would have ever thought? You know, here's a, here's a company with a several um, billion dollar valuation that came out of nowhere. And somebody said, you know what I think is a great idea. What if we created an app and put it on our phone and anybody using their own car anywhere in the world can subscribe and, and, and be part of Uber and you can click on it and they'll come pick you up. I mean, who would have thought of that? But they did and they launched it. And so my challenge there is be entrepreneurial in your thinking. You know, you may think you may have an idea that you say, wow, you know, I, I just I don't know if this will ever fly. I don't know if it will ever go. Uh, I mean, look at Delivery Dudes. That's another one that's kind of interesting to me. Here, here's an organization and a company that kind of started out of nowhere, really. And they're really taking and, and getting a lot of momentum because people, quite honestly, I hate to say it, but in our society today are two things. One is super busy and the other one is lazy. Uh, when you put both those together, you need Delivery Dudes, <laughs> you know. So they're in a place where it's like you're you're sitting there and you decide you don't you don't just want, you know, this sub delivered or or this meal delivered or pizza delivered or whatever delivered. You want something else. You want Ruth's Chris or you want Capitol Grill or you want whatever you want and they'll go pick it up and bring it to you. I mean, what a concept. And I'm sure there's a lot of naysayers with them along the way, like any company, any new idea or any concept. 
Um, so my challenge to that and my encouragement from that really, Randy, are, are, as listeners out there are dialing in, um, you know, is to really be saying, hey, don't think it can't be done. I love that quote that says, beware of the man who doesn't know it can't be done. Now think about that for a minute. Somebody that doesn't know you can't do something just wildly goes after the idea because somebody didn't tell him, well, you can't do that. So he doesn't think it can't be done, so he goes after it anyways. And ultimately what happens is I remember I remember Zig a long time ago talking about folks that are coming to our country from foreign countries, and they're in a place where, you know, they get a job and they go to work for minimum wage, and they don't just have one job, they have two jobs. Sometimes they have three jobs, and they work hard, and they live cheap. And they save their money and they save and save and save and save and work and work and work and work. And by the time they've saved enough wealth and start talking to Americans that actually live here and then Americans tell them, hey, it's no good here. They're, things are challenging. It's tough. It's too late. The, the foreigner has already made it <laughs> because they haven't listened to the noise and the nonsense. And that's what I get excited about, Randy, as I look at those 67 percent. Uh, because I have, you know, new ideas we're bringing out. We're rolling out a wealth club that I'm really excited about. You'll hear more about that on the show as time moves along. It's going to be a subscription-based service, more for the masses. You know, wall private wealth is more for the boutique. I mean, we we have a limited amount of clientele. We always are bringing in clients there, but it's a boutique firm, million-dollar minimum, $25 million private wealth, and so on and so forth. And we're looking there to protect, grow, and reduce taxes on wealth. We've done a great job that way with estate planning and tax planning and wealth planning and reducing fees and risk and all that. But the wealth club is going to be more for the masses because I've said, how can we add more value to more people and help them uh, make better decisions with their investments from a coaching perspective? So I'm excited for that. And, and so my challenge to you is what entrepreneurial idea do you have that you can go out on and go go really seek advice on and go go after go after something you only live once so that's my uh, that's almost the second motivational segment randy but i get excited about that 67% self made and only 33% are inherited you know and that's a big deal. It does definitely give you hope that if you have that idea or if you're a business owner that you're saying to yourself, the way that I need to move forward, I need another location, I need to grow this thing. And that's how it all starts. As always, you can reach out to us on Facebook, Michael Wall Show. Just search there. You can find us there. But, you know, this segment, Randy, we want to talk about some things related to markets because, uh, listen, that's a question on everybody's mind. Are the markets going to continue to go up? Uh, or are they going to, let's say, really in the in the interim here, going to continue to go down? Over the last several weeks, we've started to see a little bit of a downtrend form. And, um, you know, we've had some lower highs and some lower lows. When you look at technical analysis and when you look at markets in general, the question starts to become, where are we heading as an overall market? We know that we've been in a bull run now for some time. We've been in a bull run, arguably, for over nine years. And so the question is, where are we now headed? We know the market's not going to continue to go up forever. And we, again, have seen some pullback. You know, basically, I'll tell you, the last high that we had was back around January 26th, 29th, somewhere in there, was the last high of this year. Since then, we've kind of had a little bit of a drop, a little bit of a pullback, and not really able to fully recover where, where we are. So 
Will the market continue to sell off? And I know that's a big question that a lot of folks have out there today. Well, you know, it's interesting, Michael. You've done the business where you've gone to CNBC and you've been a, a commentator there. And it is interesting. And I, I remember listening to the, the, the squawk box in the morning, right? So yeah. they say, yep. I'm, I'm going to ask the question that everybody asks. And I know that there really is no answer to this, but I'm going to find out who you are by how you answer this question. So yeah. everybody wants to know, you know, when does the market turn? Are we at a top? What happens? Mm-hmm. So this is one of the commentators there who said he believes the party's over. I think long term, the party is definitely over. I think stocks are going to have a much harder time climbing now. And that is why um, I think the sell off is nowhere near from done. So do you think, Michael, there's more headwinds now for the market than what there have been and that we're going to see more chop and then maybe a, a possible decline? Well, I do think I do think there are. Uh, you know, one of the reasons is just fundamentally the underlying factors. You know, we're always looking at indicators to help us determine where things are uh, and, and where we're going. And uh, the other thing that we look at is, you know, unfortunately, today we live in such a political risk that we did not have before. I mean, there was always political risk to some degree, but today it's been amplified. And I think one of the reasons that is the case Randy, is because we have 24-hour news cycles. You know, it used to be that news, if we think back 20, 30 years ago, news was literally, you know, you turn on the new, the nightly news, right, and you'd watch an hour of news. You sit back in your easy chair, you know, you grab your cup of water or your iced tea or your glass of wine or whatever you want to do, and you're sitting there watching the news, and you'd get your news that night, and that'd be it, Right. And I know, Randy, I mean, do they have black and white TVs when you watch the news? <laughs> yeah. Still do. Yeah, right. Uh, yes. I started in the black and white era. Yes. So you were the one that if you wanted to change the channel, you had to get up out of the chair and go change the channel. Right? I, w- I was the TV remote for my father. Yeah. Yes, I yeah. was. I hear you. Well, listen, back in the 80s, you know, I remember we had that black and white TV and I had to get up, change. We had a couple channels and that was it. I mean, mm-hmm. we were like, when, it, when we got a color TV, you know, that's what that's back when they had the big almost like furniture piece TVs. Yep. yep. You remember those? Oh, yeah. I always laughed when my dad said, okay, we're going to get a color TV, but we're only going to use this to watch really good programs like nature programs and things like that. First week, my dad's watching football. Wow, look at color. Fa- <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I loved it. I loved oh, it. Oh, yeah. So, you know, that now now we live in a world where the TV is not a furniture piece in your living room anymore. It's literally, uh, you know, a big thin screen on the wall or a projector, whatever. Mm-hmm. But to, to, to the point, we lived in a culture and a world that wasn't um, overwhelmed with sensory, if you will. You know, we, we didn't have all this 24-hour news cycle. We didn't have social media, you know, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and Snapchat and all of these different things today, all of these different outlets online where you can go and get news and media, RSS feeds and, and podcasts and, you know, these things where we're literally getting drowned out by information. And so what that's done, you know, especially with with things like Twitter, I mean, you're in a place where just this past week, you know, there's a little bit of a downdraft with Facebook and some other things and Trump kind of getting on his his tweets again. And, you know, we see that the effect of political risk with our markets didn't used to be there to the same degree. And so we really have a heavy weighted political risk today and we need to account for that in portfolios. So the simple answer to the question, Randy, you said about headwinds in markets, do I believe they're going to continue maybe to go down or up which direction? I really believe we're in a place where we are going to start to see the markets start to turn. Uh, we've already seen that a bit. We have not seen the markets be in a place, regardless of what you're watching each and every day with comment, thought, whatever. We have not started to see them be in a place where they have recovered comfortably from the third week in January of this year. 
And the other thing is I don't see any real solid footing. In fact, I, I see some unraveling, especially with stuff with Trump as, you know, we got the tax stuff put through. That's fine. You know, the tariffs went through, even though the percentages were changed. You know, everybody was real concerned about that initially. All the percentages got changed to a number that was comfortable. But there's instability in his party. Whether he's doing things to move the country forward uh, or or not, it really is irrelevant. Listen, I'm a conservative. I'm from a perspective of business first, government second. Government should be small. You know, give the power to the people. You know, really, I guess it'd be fall more as an independent, I think, Randy. But at the end of the day, you know, when you take a look at just a political risk today, it's a it's a big, big issue. And we didn't have to face it before. So, you know, it's not going to take much for the markets to unravel, because remember, I say this all the time. Don't ever forget uh, and if you do forget, then that's why you need to listen to the Michael Wall Show each and every week because we can keep you up to date. <laughs> but at the end of the day, you know, back in 2009 is when quantitative easing started. I don't know if you remember hearing about that, but as you're listening to this, do you remember hearing QE, round one of QE, round two of QE? Well, that quantitative easing is nothing more than the, the Fed printing money, the Federal Reserve, which is not part of the federal government, printing money, and that money was used to buy treasuries from the government, which essentially infused revenue, capital, money into our overall structure. And that happened until about 2014. And don't, you know, make no mistake, the markets were up significantly because of that capital infusion. And when it quit, the markets went sideways, Randy, for two years. Everybody forgets that, you know, from the end of 2014, 2014 to you know, about the middle of 2016, 2016, the markets were basically flat. You could go back and track the, the trend of the markets in those two years, and they were flat. And I primarily look at the S&P, by the way. I don't necessarily care about the Dow because the Dow is only made up of 30 companies. And the S&P is made up of 500. Now, I know there's some argument people could talk about, what about the Russell? I mean, that's even more companies. Well, that's true, but I kind of look at the S&P because those are the biggest companies in the country And they dictate movement in a lot of ways. So that's kind of what I look at. But either way, the Dow and the S&P, in a lot of ways, follow one another. Not totally, but for the most part. And during those two years, the markets were sideways. So I think there are enough headwinds and political risk that we're going to see some downdraft and we haven't seen the end of it. So, Michael, as you make that observation, then the next question certainly would be is, do I make some sort of an adjustment? Should I be talking to my financial advisor about making some sort of a change to prepare for what you're talking about? Well, definitely, I think we've got to be looking at adjustments at this stage in the game. You know, Randy, I had a conversation with a couple just the other week. My family and I went out. It was a group, a life action, great ministry, great group, traveling the country and really adding a lot of value to families and, and things. They got a really great camp in Michigan. Anyway, so I was talking with a couple there and we were at Sanibel, Sanibel Harbor Resort, if you've ever been there. And we were over there, which just so happens where my wife and I actually spent our honeymoon, which is interesting. But we went back there and that's where the meeting was. And we were having a conversation about that itself. And they were saying, you know, I'm kind of down a little bit, lost some money over the course of the last uh, two months. And they were concerned and saying, what should we do? And, and, you know, it's really a simple solution at this stage in the game. I said, listen, they were 65. And they had their their wealth set aside. And I said, listen, you know, we really need to be making sure we understand how much risk we're taking because we cannot just ride it out, set it and forget it like we did before. I really believe that this downturn is going to be bigger than 2008, more severe than 2008. I really believe that's the case because of all the global unrest that we have today. And so one of the things that I said is I said, it's really a simple solution. We need to just 
you know, reposition monies in such a way where we can invest in vehicles that give us the potential and the ability to grow over time, but lock in gains as they occur. We want to be looking at ways to lock in our gains now. The markets are high. And uh, consequently, what led from that is we're going to be having a phone call with them, Randy, to uh, chat. They live in another area of the country, but we're going to have a phone call to chat about what to do with their portfolio and how can we strategically create a plan to lock in more of those gains and not be worried about when the market does turn over. So that's that. Are, those are things we need to be doing. We need to take action on them now. And that might be something that you're interested to talk to Michael and his team about. And we have a place on our website where you can do just that. Go to michaelwallshow.com and there's a button down at the bottom of the page that says request my review. You can leave your name and your email and comment about what you're interested in as Michael just kind of laid that out about being prepared for a market downturn. If you're not and you'd like to be and you'd like to start that conversation, we'd love to have that conversation with you. Again, michaelwallshow.com. Again, down at the bottom of the page, request my review. Worried about losing money in another market crash? Ever wonder if your investments are in the right Right place. I'm Michael Wall, founder of Wall Private Wealth, radio show host and TV commentator. There's a lot of fog in the financial industry, and I want investors to be able to break through that fog. That's why I wrote the book, Retire Once, Retire Well. It reveals secrets that Wall Street doesn't want you to know and gives you insider tips to help you maximize your wealth. Go to retirewellbook.com to get your copy right now. Welcome back to the Michael Wall Show. Michael, I have another date that I'm going to throw your way here that is also of significance for some of our folks, and that is January 1st, 2019. Now, that seems a ways off, but there are some new laws that are going into effect that affect divorce starting January 1st next year. For the last 75 years, alimony payments have been deductible for the yep. person who is paying them. Yep. As of January 1st, they will no longer be deductible for that person so that could you know enter into the negotiations with the divorce settlement and things like that because many times these are all about money and i mean that's what we talk about on this show so i mean that's i think an important note to 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 say to people that uh, there's a date coming up that may affect you yeah no it is it is important and you know if you're in a place why is that important well if somebody's currently divorced right and they're in a place where they're paying alimony Mm -hmm. And they're paying, you know, whatever the amount is per year. Okay, um, let's just let's just pick a number and say it's a hundred grand because it's an easy number. Maybe much more than that, maybe less than that, but let's just say it's a hundred to keep it real simple because that's an easy, simple number. Now we, we look at a hundred and we say, okay, well, if that's a hundred percent deductible, we get to deduct that on our taxes. But if now we have to pay taxes on it, then what that means is we technically might have to give one hundred and twenty or one hundred and thirty. To kind of make the same amount because we're going to pay taxes. We've got to give money to the government. Are you with me there? I am with you. And, and so there's monies that we're missing and leaving on the table. My encouragement more than anything for those of you that are out there listening to this and your relationship with your spouse isn't what it could be or what it was in the past. And you're like, you know, we've kind of, yeah, you know what? I'm, I've thought about divorce. They've changed. I've changed. You know, it's just something we're thinking about in general. My challenge and encouragement to you would be to say maybe use that as a uh, as a reason not to say, oh, well, let's get divorced sooner because January 1st is the deadline. But my challenge is to say, hey, listen, you know, our economy, our society, unfortunately, many folks are focused on money, too focused on money, in my opinion. Maybe use that as a catalyst to say, you know, 
We're going to actually lose some monies if we get divorced. Maybe we should focus on staying together. What if we took some of the monies that would go to the government in taxes because we can't deduct the alimony once that divorce happened and use it to spend on marital counseling? Use it to spend on folks that we can bring into our lives to help us try and reignite our marriage. Now, this is not a marriage counseling show, but listen, my wife and I have been married over 16 years. You know, November 3rd of 2018 will be 17 years that we've been married. We have four children. We waited six, seven years to have kids. And we worked through a lot of things along the way. And we've continued to work through things along the way. And I, I kind of look, look, Randy, at marriage as, as though it's like, you know, your car, right? Well, if, if you don't ever change the oil in your car, how's your car going to run? Not very well. <laughs> it's probably not going to run real well. You know, I mean, if you don't ever focus on your health and say, how can you get healthier? And you just keep putting a lot of garbage in your body and you don't work out at all ever you're probably not going to be that healthy. If you don't focus on your business and, and, and really put a lot of effort and energy into your business, and if you don't take steps and try and do new things to interact and grow your company and your business, you're probably not going to grow your business that well. And unfortunately in life, it can become a little bit easier because we get comfortable with the folks that are around us to put the energy and effort into other things like our health and our friendship and our businesses and other things in general. And we don't put the same effort and energy into our marriage. So I want to challenge you to think of your marriage like your car. And that is the oil, unless you have a Tesla, then you don't have to change oil, but you do have to charge the batteries, by the way. How far will you that Tesla run if you don't ever recharge the battery? Not that far. <laughs> you know, and with oil in your car, depending on the car, every 3,000 to 7,500 to 10,000 miles, depending on the type of car you have, you got to change the oil. So it runs efficiently and smooth. And you're going to make an effort to do that. So I'm going to challenge you to maybe take that money that would go to the government because of alimony now being taxed in the beginning of 2019 and say, let's, let's you know, prevent this in the first place. And actually spend that money on counseling and spend that money on getting the right place. There's, there's a great, by the way, page on Facebook for those of you listening out there that, that are on Facebook. There's a great page. It's called the intentionalfamily.net. Actually, the intentional families you search on Facebook, but you can also go the, the intentionalfamily.net. And it's just a great resource with information that you can apply and help you get to where you want to go. So that's all I'm going to say about that. But make the effort. I mean, one financial thing we wanted you to know is the tax deduction on alimony is going to change in January 2019. But my greater encouragement to you is to use this as an opportunity, another advantage to say, no, we're not going to get divorced. We're going to stay together. We're going to make the effort and we're going to reignite the flame that was once there and create new flames. Create new flames for the future and be excited about what you're going to do together as a couple. And that excites me, Randy, is, is seeing people make the effort to dial back in and have the hard conversations and do the hard things that ultimately re result in great things. You know, it's like, it's like anything else. A champion is not made on a feather bed. It takes challenge. And you got to work through that challenge. And as you work through it, you accomplish muscles, strengths, and things that you never even knew you had. So my challenge is to dive in, dial in, and grow together.
Well, Michael, we have just a few moments left in the show here. And for those of you who follow Michael on Facebook, you saw that Place of Hope, you had a, there was a big charity bash. It was called the Hope Bash, correct? And uh, tell me a little bit about what happened there. And the, the night was very well attended, wasn't it? it? It really was. It was a great time. First off, Place of Hope is a great organization. They have been around for a long time. They've been rated number one by Charity Navigator which is kind of goes in depth and looks at the books of the of charities and sees you know where the money actually goes. Randy, I'll tell you that's a question you got to ask by the way, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you, there's all these nonprofits out there. And uh, have you ever thought about that where the money goes or how much of it goes to the actual charity and how much yeah. goes to administration? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, exactly. So, Charity Navigators ranked them number 1 for some several years now and and just well, well rated. And one of the things that I see with them, which is so neat, is there's just continued growth. You know, they have new campuses building up. They're really, really involved in taking care of underprivileged or uh, abused children. They're very involved in the whole sex trafficking thing. And how do we, you know, take care of this, discuss it, you know, eradicate it in a lot of ways. And part of that's awareness. But every year they have this, it's called a Hope Bash. This year it was at PGA National, which is the same place that the Honda Classic just was. Wow. It was sold out in three weeks. There's over, over 620 tickets sold, a lot of great sponsors. We were blessed to have, you know, one of my companies, Wall Private Wealth. We were a lead sponsor there. And it, it was just a great time. It was a circus theme. If you ever seen The Greatest Show on Earth, it had a little bit of that theme, kind of the circus theme. So, of course, I was up there juggling balls and jumping through hoops and, uh, <laughs> you know, trapeze artists, you know, I mean, all that stuff I had to do. You do what you can for the crowd sometimes, Randy, you know. Swallowing swords, eating fire. Yeah. I can see that from you. Yeah. Right. I mean, just whatever, whatever's needed. <laughs> yeah. The only thing that I swallowed was the, the food that was on the plate there. <laughs> and, uh, you know, but we had a lot of fun doing it. So, yeah, it was a great event, great cause, raised a lot of money. So, but we had a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun. So, folks, again, I want to thank you for dialing in and listening to the show. It's been a lot of fun. If you missed the beginning where we talk about progress, it happens on purpose. What are some simple, easy steps to make that happen and move forward in your life? We'll go back and listen to that first segment via podcast. Again, search Michael Wall Show. We talked about the stock market and markets in general. Is it going to continue to decline? What's going to go on there? We talked about IRAs. We talked about RMDs, some deadlines and some things that you need to be worrying about and focused on this year to take care of. And as always, the focus of this show is to help you gain knowledge, get motivated to take action and live with purpose so you can live on purpose and add value to other folks' lives. Make sure you share the show. You're talking to folks and you're like, man, I really enjoyed this show. Share it. Share it with two or three or four folks that you know, that you like, that you want to encourage. And you you think, you know what? They would get value from this. Share that. Give us your feedback and comments as well. We love to hear that each and every week. And, hey, until next week, have a great one. We'll talk soon. Thanks so much for dialing in. Thanks for listening to The Michael Wall Show. To schedule your personal wealth review, call 888-511-WALL. That's 888-511-9255. To find out more about Michael and the team at the Wall Financial Group, head to leanonthewall.com.
By contacting us, we'll review aspects of your retirement portfolio to include suggestions about how to best utilize stocks, bonds, life insurance, annuities, and other financial products, or if changing management styles is appropriate for your specific needs and objectives. Michael Wall is an investment advisor representative of Wall Private Wealth LLC, a registered investment advisor, and solicitation offered through Clarify Advisory Network, an SEC registered investment advisor. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Michael Wall is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Please consult with your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstances. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Insurance and annuities offered through Wall Financial Group, Inc. 